Hello again, this is Charlie Belfontaine, and you're listening to the Home Buyer's Hour on WCPT AM 820, where the facts matter. If Patrick is missing today, please don't accuse me of it, all right? We shipped him <laughs> off to Costa Rica, and he should be doing all of his homework, and I believe he's on his way back today. So we're not going to be with Patrick in the studio, and we definitely miss him. But we do have Joey with us and one of my favorite real estate brokers. And yes, I'm giggling when I say that because, Cody, if you haven't figured it out, it's who's ever in the radio studio oh, with me is my favorite already. Charlie. You're welcome. So, Cody, if you don't mind, tell us about you, your company, and how do people get hold of you? Yeah. Uh, Cody Ship. I've been in the industry coming up on seven years uh, in Chicago. Uh, I work with Dreamtown Real Estate, Ship Homes, and the Kepi Group. Uh 312-450-0665. Text. Uh, if I don't answer, go to voicemail and actually leave a voicemail. <laughs> Say that phone number slower. Three one, one more time. Yeah, 312-450-0665. Outstanding. And we're going to be talking a lot about developing properties, construction loans, um, and then I'm going to do a little bit of ripping on flippers, I guess, because that's my <laughs> that's my beef is bad construction work. Um Remotely, we got Joey Matthews. He's definitely my favorite mortgage broker. Joey, if you don't mind, give us your contact information and tell well, us what's why? going on in the economy. Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, so Joey Matthews, send him a last with 330694. Um, the VA Loan Nerd, you can find me at com across all social medias as at the VA Loan Nerd. You could call or text me at 630-235-2405. And in the economy, we have Jay Powell talking after the Fed decides not to raise rates today, coming out at about 1.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, today is obviously Wednesday, January 31st. If you're listening on Saturday, then you already know all of this. Um, <laughs> if the, you pay attention, right. Yeah, if, if you pay attention, and if you're not paying attention, then I don't know what you're doing listening to us. But, um, <laughs> so, anywho, so ADP jobs report came in super light today, uh, which is a good thing for the rate market. It shows a softening of the jobs market which is something that we have been a, in desperate need of. Um, and we, we've seen some, some, some softening uh, generally over the last couple of months since November. We saw, however, the last three weeks or so, we saw stronger jobs data than we would have liked. However, you know, I keep saying however. I'm going to find another uh, uh, synonym, synonym here. Um, yeah, we got to have more synonyms. <laughs> I, I love cinnamon. Oh, I love cinnamon. Cinnamon tigers. Um, so... Yeah, we so we, we blah, 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 what does blah, that mean blah, to me blah. though, Joey? I mean, does that mean I should get off my butt and go buy a house because the rates are going up, or should I Mr. just? Mister Charlie, I am always a believer that the best time to buy is when you can. When you have the ability to buy, you need to be buying because real estate is ninety percent of what millionaires and billionaires yeah. their biggest asset is real estate. That's okay. part of building wealth, right? Savings, investments, and land. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jay Powell is going to talk today. They're going to say that the Fed's not raising rates. Everyone's going to dig really deep into everything that he's saying and what he's not saying. But today, overall, so far, has been a good day. And I like good nice. days. Good, good, good. So he's still your favorite government employee. I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Um, my name is Charlie Balfatane. I own Chicagoland Home Inspectors. And, you know, we're just, I don't know what to say. Hell, we're the best. You know, I'm going to leave it that simple, you know. Um, and definitely the favorite home inspection company of mine. Our phone number is 312-544-9180. Repeating, 312-544-9180. If you want to talk to me personally, you just hit option three and that'll come right to me. Our website is The Home Inspectors. That's plural. O-R-S, and it's a .com. So thehomeinspectors.com, and you'll find everything about our business. And if you're a real estate broker that's looking to build relationships with a quality vendor, check us out. You know, And I think we're going to actually talk a little bit about that with Corey today. And Cody, Charlie, I apologize. Charlie. My, my, one of my old best friends and, and business partner, his name was Corey, and I loved him to death. And... And that's one thing that I used to have a dog named Bruno and I got a stepson named okay. Ben. 
And I found this out psychologically. If you there's two people that you love and they kind of begin with the same name, it's easy to confuse the names. So forgive me for calling you Corey. It's okay. It is Cody. I, I get it all the time. I'm, I've honestly thought about changing my name to Corey for no reason <laughs> other than making everybody else's life, including mine, easier. easier. So, no. It's well, fine. I'm going to take you up on that, Don. So I'll give the $8 for the the name change fees or whatever the case is. It'll make my life easier, and it's all it. about me. I support it. I support it, too. So let, let's start off. I, I like to hear between you and Joey a little bit here. And I want to talk about what sort of financing options. Let's say if somebody wants to do a buy rehab or they actually just want to do a whole new construction loan. Yeah. You know, because that's kind of where you're going right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. The past three years, I've, uh, I guess, specialized in this and being an advocate for construction because a lot of people buy terrible houses with the intent on making them better and either they have limited funds or they have no funds to do it and they think they can just take out a loan for 750 on a $650,000 house. They get the extra hundred. It's not... Word to the wise, that's not how it works unless you work with Joey. Uh, he just gives you the $100,000. It's that easy. Um, He's yeah. talking about a different Joey, by the way, not uh, Joey on the radio. <laughs> yes. No, I'm not. But, um, yeah, the past couple of years have been focused on construction, remodeling, new builds, uh, still doing the day-to-day on sales for clients, but an emphasis on luxury building and remodeling. But there's so many shows on HGTV where, and I'm glad you're giggling, all right? But but seriously, there's so many shows on HGTV, and everybody always makes a profit every single time. You know, there's always some sort of drastic emergency that's going to cut into our contingency yeah. every single time that comes in there. But, man, I really wish they would tell that some people really get harmed yeah. by a lot of this stuff. So, Joey, are, what sort of products exist Let's say it's a rehab, or let's say that it's just a new build. Well, sir, there are a few products. You can do a Fannie Mae Homestyle renovation loan. You can do an FHA 203K loan. You can do a VA renovation loan. Uh, or you can do a full-out construction loan, right? Um, it, and really what it comes down to on the lending side is what the cost is going to be. If the cost is going to be, like on the VA side, obviously, that's my, my wheelhouse. Uh, if cost is going to be over $50,000, you're looking at a construction loan, right? Um I, I, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this until um, Cody has a chance to talk to Cody, not Corey, by the way, uh, has a chance to talk a little bit more about his end. Um, but at the end of the day, I, it, it's my opinion that usually once people realize um, how much they want to do or the scope of the work of what they want to do, that they end up in the construction loan realm anyway. So, yeah. And then yeah. there there is a no joke. And I do want to know the differences between those four that you said. So. But, you know, I don't know. There's like an old joke for traveling and going on vacation. You bring twice as much money and half as many clothes, you know, when you travel. <laughs> and I find that so true because you can always wash whatever and you're going to buy stuff. But you always end up spending a lot of money when you're out of, out of town or country, whatever. I think that's the same when it comes to, you know, building houses or rehabbing houses. I see so many people underestimate the amount of time it's going to take to do this along with the amount of money that it's going to take to do this sort of stuff. But but anyway, Joey, please tell me, what is the difference between those four? So uh, FHA, you have a limited FHA 203K, which is up to $35,000. You have a full FHA 203K, which allows you significantly more funds. But when you run the numbers, usually it's going to make sense to go um, construction on that. You also, you're working with a FHA consultant, uh, which Charlie used to be. Um, yeah, I didn't renew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and honestly, with FHA 203K, I actually think that you're a fantastic resource just because you've known in the past like what the FHA requires, what they'll allow, what they won't. Yeah. Um, and I'm more than happy to, I'm more than happy to coach on stuff like that. And then I'm still trying to get those videos that you and I put together with the minimum property requirements, and I do have those posted up there as well. But I, I sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. Forgive me. You're good. No, again, and on the VA side, you're able to do up to uh, $50,000. Um, That's a good amount of non, money. Yeah, but it has to be non-luxury improvements, right? So you're not going to be getting the the marble countertops shipped in from freaking Italy, right? Uh, you're going to get the house up to 
par for where you need it to be for the VA to say, yes, this meets our MP, our minimum property requirements. We will go ahead and guarantee this loan. Uh, on the Fannie Mae home style renovation, I don't have those numbers um, in front of me. And I, I am not going to give out bad information on it. I just know that it is a Fannie Mae created it because they saw what was happening with FHA 203K and that was their way to get into the market. So it's very similar. Uh, you do not need to work with a HUD certified uh, consultant. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, okay, construction loan. So, oh man. So there's a couple different types. I do one-time closed construction loans where what happens is we work with the GC. We have the property. You can buy the property at the same time that you close on your construction loan. Uh, you have no draw or multiple draw options. If you're do, I'm sorry, uh, full draw or multiple draw options. You have the ability to pay no interest until construction is complete. Uh, or no payments until construction is complete, or you can defer that interest until construction is complete and then start making your full payments. That sounds like a cool deal. You're done. Yeah, but I mean, but you are deferring interest. At the end of the day, the interest is still accruing. So you got to keep that in mind. So you have to make sure that you have room in your value and your loan amount to make that happen, right? So there's always caveats to everything. Nothing in this world is free. Um, what I do like about the one-time construction loan is that we lock the rate at, before we close on this loan, right? So you're not floating into the market for the next nine months while construction's going on. Interesting. Um, and, and then we just do a modification. Once construction's complete, we have our as-is appraisal. We know we're, we're going to get our certificate of occupancy or our final inspections from the city of Chicago, if you're in Chicago. Um, and we just convert that to your fully amortizing 30-year 15 year, whatever mortgage, right? Um, what if there's delays, time Joey? So like, say for example, and Charlie alluded to it earlier, but uh, nothing ever goes as planned, right? You say you plan nine months for your build out and say it takes 12 to 15 because you have a deep, deep freeze and you can't break into the ground. What do you do yep. in that situation? Or does it change on your side at all? So the construction loans, anything that is a non-jumbo construction loan, we give 12 months, right? Okay. We assume that maybe it'll take nine months. If it takes longer than 12 months and it's non-jumbo, so if it's a loan under 766550 in this area for 2024, then you would do have to do you would have to request an extension and honestly i've never had a problem with extension there's usually an extension fee 500 600 whatever amount of dollars it's going to be right to do the extension to execute the extension of the um construction period right um on the jumbo side we start at a minimum of 18 months because we know it's going to be a more detailed project we know there's a lot more labor going into it so we anticipate it being a longer turn time um can i add yeah, on it, to that a little bit too there's other costs if you go over 12 months, usually when you get a permit, they're going to give you a 12-month time frame. Yeah. And if you go, oh, you know this, sure. Dealt with it. No, no, no I'd rather hear it from you because you're more seasoned. If you go through, you know, if it takes you more than 12 months to do this, you basically have to buy another permit, but they only charge you a prorated per month fee. So it's going to be every month that you go over 12, you're going to be paying the same amount for these permits, and all of them, for every every month that you go over and i think our permits were something and i'm i'm guessing here because i really don't remember exactly but i'm pretty sure our permits were somewhere around fifteen thousand dollars so we were paying in fact there were 12 because i know we were paying a thousand a month when we went longer than 12 months so sorry to interrupt you joey you're never interrupting me never this is just additional information it's a good thing right yeah um but no, that's not a big deal. On the two-time construction loan, um, that is one that has a balloon payment at the end of it, and you have to—you're essentially refinancing. Um, you still close it out technically as a purchase because you're purchase, now you're purchasing the building from the builder for title purposes because you're already on title for that pin, that property, that land. It's a refinance, so it's 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 two closings. There's two sets of closing costs technically, but it's a lot cheaper for the second set of closing costs. Okay. Um, the, on those, uh, we I, I don't even offer them anymore. I stopped doing two-time close. I only do one-time close. But uh, you do start paying your construction loan back right away, and it's based off of the drawn principal. So if you have a construction loan for $500,000 and your first draw is $100,000 and your rate on it is at a 6.5, you are paying a 6.5 on $100,000 interest only without escrow. Okay. Um, as time goes on and you take out more draws, you're paying the, the, the now you've drawn another $100,000. Now you're re, repaying the interest on $200,000 at 6.5% interest. 
And then again, once construction is complete at that time, you complete your what's called an end loan where you refinance your construction loan into your um, uh, your 30 year mortgage. But again, with that one, you're floating the market for a significantly longer time. Nice. Now, Cody, are you comfortable talking about the investments that you're doing up on the north side? Can you share some of that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I've got two uh, two parcels of land that we are specking out right now. We're in the process of commissioning an architect for. Um, at this point, we're at the preliminary stages. One of them is going to be a oversized home in Evanston, which has its own hurdles. Evanston is a, a wonderful place. Uh, the yeah. process has been a little difficult. Uh, the other is just a standard 25 by 125 in Chicago uh, teardown and or 95% rebuild um, on a th- trying to think an old frame house. Sorry. Okay. I've got a couple in my mind. No, but, that's all right. Um, they yeah. blend together. I've been there. Yeah. So uh, we've been in the process of acquiring land for the past six months. Uh, am I allowed to Name plug the company. Sure. Yeah. Mahogany Please. Builders is who I represent for this. Give it another name. Give their yeah. contact information if you like them. Located at 3823 <laughs> North Southport, right down from Wrigley. Um, nice. But I've been their in-house realtor for four years now. Uh, we've been in the process of building out a new build division for about three years now. So uh, it was a, a wild little uh learning curve trying to understand luxury remodeling and home building so do you actually swing a hammer at those things or charlie do i look at these hands yeah oh they're pretty yeah those are pretty yeah, soft. Are, yeah softy <laughs> no i do not swing hammers i go through finances i'm not an accountant get a cpa uh but yeah no i did that when I, I was telling you i did concrete yeah when i was younger and stuff like that and and it's amazing when you're young and strong everything seems so easy and then all of a sudden you get to be you know that 39 year mark and you stay at that 39 year mark for yeah. many years after yeah. yeah and and you think you could still swing a hammer and you think you could still drop you know flitch beams in the pockets for second floor stuff and haul it up there that stuff hurts. Yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. It's a young man's game and I'm definitely too old and too fat to be doing that <laughs> stuff anymore. I kind of like the finger pointing business, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's bad, and that guy should fix it. Mm, put it over there. No, actually, not over there. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Devin, our producer, and he could chime in any time. He's going to have fun with the the sound effects for a bit. So, so you don't do the construction. You're more of the the money man, getting everything ready. Yeah, putting the financiers together, uh, going through the rehab costs with uh, one of our project managers and the GM. Um, and the GM's wife is actually our lead designer. She's awesome. Nice. I don't do design. You don't want my opinion on it, but she's <laughs> awesome. She's been a really good resource. So, yeah. No, that's, that's phenomenal. I love to hear all that stuff. So am I understanding right you deal more not with banks, but more so with hard money? Yeah, no, it depends. So... Um, our typical clientele is somebody that wants to finance their own project and or okay. they want to do uh, a jumbo product, meaning they buy the land for half a million and then put another 1.5 into it to, to get you the $2.5 million house. You should play poker. I'm looking at your face and I'm hearing half a million, 1.5 million. I'm like, that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Well, Charlie, it's easier when it's not your money. It's a lot easier. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, and you know what? That brings up something, Joey. When you do these loans, is this your money? Do you think of it that way? Or are you going to have the same look that you, that Cody has here where it's not my money, so I don't care? Well, it, it, it's not my money, but, uh, you know, the bank certainly <laughs> underwrites it like it is their yeah. own money, which, you know, it is. It's um, coming out of your personal so... checking account. We know it, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Notice I, I said right. checking, not savings. Oh, I, I heard it. I heard it. Right? <laughs> Not out of my brokerage account either. Um, so, and, and, and no, I mean, the bank is going to obviously want to make sure the numbers make sense. They're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, take whatever you want. No, no problem. We're not going to have to worry about the collateral later. So, yeah, it's it's not my money, but the, the bank underwrites it like it's their own, which kind of sort of maybe it is. Yeah. And we were talking earlier, Cody and I, about vendors and relationships. And I, you know, I could see you would almost have to have a pretty strong relationships with whether it's general contractors or all your subs because you got to kind of know what they're going to charge yeah and you know doing estimating for clients when i don't do the work you know trying to quote somebody else's price and, and it's so hard to get this across to my clients is that these can range 
like three, four hundred percent, you know, from prices. And that's where I kind of like to throw out the good, fast and cheap. And you'll hear me repeat that <laughs> over and over again. You only get two. All right. So yeah. if it's good and fast, it ain't going to be cheap. And if it's good and cheap, it ain't going to be fast. <laughs> All right. And if it's cheap and fast, well, it ain't good. Yeah. All yeah. right. It's that simple. Yeah. But where where are you guys at on the good, fast, cheap? Uh, it's it's amazing quality, uh, and it is not fast. So okay. uh, a lot of the carpenters and our tradespeople that we use, um, we've we've gone through a 23-year process. I'm, I'm 30 years old, so this is well before my time here. But mm-hmm. um, Another nine years would be the yeah. same age as me. Yeah. So, yeah, I see you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, 23 years of going through and using vendors um, and, you know, I've met these people. It's it's not just somebody that we're hiring off of yellow pages and whatnot. So we know the quality that we're going to get, which is awesome. You know, if framing's off by a quarter of an inch, they're going to go back and do the right thing. That's uh, it, right yeah. there. Yeah. So floors are always level. Tiles always set down to the eighth of the inch. It's perfect. Um, it's stuff that you would see in a magazine. It's not HGTV. It's not cheap, but it's it's awesome and i say that yeah. in a non-joking manner it's something that you would put up against the world's best craftsmen so and you know that's I, i'm i'm doing the abadava because i'm flabbergasted here okay but it's the whole thing is and i'm not criticizing somebody in a poor you know and i shouldn't say poor in a less expensive category but the expectations are pretty high yeah you know and if you're spending that kind of money that clientele and of course i'm speaking prejudiciously so please forgive me but their expectations are relatively high and they don't want anything and and the part where you mentioned if the wall is a quarter of an inch off and i've seen a lot of people just shrug their shoulders yeah it's a quarter (laughs) of an inch off you know i don't mind mistakes yeah all right i don't judge another human by making mistakes i judge them how they're going to handle the mistakes and when you tell me they'll come back and they'll fix it I'm good. Yeah, and I think uh, inspectors, right, your job is to point out the, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? And hopefully it's more good than bad. Sometimes yeah. it's the case. Sorry, I'll fail you. Yeah. Usually it's more bad than good, we yeah. point out. I apologize. Yeah. So you mentioned it earlier about flipping, right? So we've been brought into a couple oh, of projects to do flips. And, you know, there's a there's a time and a place for a flip if you're trying to, to keep the, the bones of the house or whatever it may be. That's awesome. But, yeah. um, you know. A flip is a flip, and the goal of a flip is for somebody to make money. And yes, obviously, you're getting the end product, which is a hopefully a beautiful home. But you need to hire Charlie and his team to do an inspection on a no, flip. No, 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 no. Don't hire us for those. They're way too much work. You know, they are, they are so heartbreaking. And I am going to stay on this. This was the one prejudice okay. that I am not going to leave from. Okay. All right. Until I get extremely impressed. By another flip. Okay. I've just seen too many people with no experience in construction doing this. Yeah. And I mean, we come in there and they're ready to give you their home that they renovated and made perfect. And I got multiple showers leaking. I mean, literally coming through the drywall. I got missing insulation, you know, poorly vented, condensation and mold growing in an attic. And it's it's almost like you're hiding stuff. I've, I've seen air admittance valves. Before the drywall goes on, you could just see they're hiding this inside the wall, you know, and it's an exterior wall. These things are going to fail yeah. and there's no access and you're not going to know it's there. You know, I've run into yeah. plumbing vent issues and everything else. And and don't get me wrong. I We want to help. But the biggest thing that I push on those is I'm never afraid of what I could see, okay. but I am afraid of what I can't see. I've come to the the thought, and maybe you have a differing opinion. My general thought in is if if I walk into a flip with a client, two things stick out. If the roof is new and if the windows are new, it usually means that it's probably a higher quality of flip. Not always the case. The the roof may have been in disrepair, but... But those are expensive items. Those are Yes, those are two of the most expensive items mm. outside of mechanicals that can come up. And if they've done hopefully the due diligence to do it properly it means that you're hopefully getting a better product um is that always the case no is it foolproof no but it's generally my rule of thumb yeah and then i mean you could hire cheap contractors yeah and that seems you know what people go with but then again you're getting rid of the good or fast yeah you know and everybody wants the fast and they want the cheap yeah guess what they're willing to sacrifice yeah and, and Joey, you know, I mean, with those construction loans and stuff like that that you do, you know, you, you and I are in the same mindset of protecting the clients. 
How do you protect the clients with as the as the build is happening? Oh, well, as the build is happening, we send anytime you're requesting a draw, we have to send somebody out to make sure that the work that work was completed, that the draw request is for. Right. Because yeah. if it's not done, we're going to we're, we're going to say you're not going to get your funds until this is done right. Right. Um, we're, we're at the end of the day, like that's the most important thing is the work is done properly uh, because you're the builders not going to get paid unless they're doing what they say they're going to do. So we sent inspectors out to make sure that they're doing what they say they're doing. And that was one of the reasons why I got out of the 203K. It's, you know, when you do the consulting and the bidding and the estimating, you know, my numbers were always higher than what the contractors yeah. came in. And they wanted it lower so that they could do the, what, what is it called? After market value? Is that right? ARV, the after rehab ARV. value. After rehab value. Yeah. Thank you. You know, so they want to make sure they have to, after rehab value that everything, all the numbers are still going to work. Um, but then all of a sudden, I get, I think it's a normal thing with contractors. You bid a, a, a lower price and then things are going to go wrong and we're going to have to do special orders relying and then I'm going to be able to make orders. my profit. Yeah. Relying on change orders, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and there's no money for change orders in these 203Ks. I mean, it's you'll have a contingency tab. fund. But you're only talking 10, 15, 20 percent. It's yeah. not really that big yeah. where it came in there. And, and then you see the work and I'm like shaking my head. There's what am I going to do? Yeah. This isn't right. You know, this person wants money. If they don't get money, they're going to walk. You're never going to find another person to do it at this price. No. You know, and it's I don't know. Both of you coach me. What should I do? I've had people that will hire an outside unbiased party to yeah. do, act as like a a rep for them, an owner's rep, and say, hey, you're not my GC, but I want you to look after this project as right. if you're me. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's a flat fee. Sometimes it's a percentage of the, the rehab cost. It's not common that I've ever seen one on an FHA project because typically FHA is, is going to have a, a limited pool of funds. It's usually on these uh, self-sufficient projects where somebody's paying cash that they hire us to either do that or they hire an outside vendor to do it. Um, that that's the only thing I've ever heard of or seen. But I don't know, Joey. Have you seen anything different? Um, not necessarily. And, and again, like this is uh, this is really just something that's becoming more popular right now because of you know lack of supply. Yeah. So on the construction side, we 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 don't really get to deal. We we get change orders. The problem that I have with change orders, right, is if you're doing change orders during the process, and we already have an appraisal done. Mm. Now we can have a value problem, right? Mm. Uh, I generally don't like Never to have. Of that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I, I generally don't like to have an appraisal done until we're ninety percent complete. However, when it's a one-time close, this is what this is my problem with the one-time close, right? We we know. Well, I guess on the two-time close too, because we need to know what the ARV is going to be, yeah. right, as as completed value. Um, but if you're doing change orders after the fact, I mean, now we got to get a new appraisal out done because you're, you're adding to the house. You're doing different things to the house. You're changing your plan, um, which affects your original construction loan. So there's, there's, there's just so much stuff that goes into it. On the 203K side, um, I haven't really run into much, honestly. I think I, I, I've only done – a handful of 203k so i cannot claim myself to be any sort of an expert in that area yeah. but being honest no i appreciate that and i i know i did a couple hundred of them and out of that of all the contractors and everyone else that i met there were two that i was impressed with yeah where i went in there and everything just went smooth and cody i know you got something to say we will let you do that but joey can you let people know how to get hold of you if they have questions on any of your products why, yes, sir. You can uh, call or text me at 630-235-2405. You can find me at thevaloanerd.com. You can find me on all the social medias as at thevaloanerd. I love it. And, Cody, if you don't mind, give us your contact info. Yeah, you can find me on socials at shiphomes, S-H-I-P-P-H-O-M-E-S. Phone number is 312-450-0665. And my name is Charlie Belfontaine with Chicagoland Home Inspectors. Our website is thehomeinspectors.com, and it's plural, O-R-S, and it's a dot com. I can't believe I actually sounded like I said the word the 
without the D-A in there and the T-H-E. It actually sounded good in my own ears. Um, we do train home inspectors, and we're more than happy to share all of our training materials with any real estate broker out there that wants to learn more about building sciences. Our school site is H-I-U-I-L.com, and that stands for Home Inspection University of Illinois. So H-I-U-I-L.com. And Cody, I interrupted you. You were talking about the, the 203Ks, contingencies, change orders. Yeah. Please continue. So stemming off, uh, you brought up HGTV earlier, Charlie, and I want to talk about that for a quick second. Yeah, sorry if I'm bashing on him a little no, bit. No, I, I bash- mean, there's no WCPT, but <laughs> meh. I I will say I think uh, HGTV has done something really cool and or detrimental to to construction and home values and uh, the design industry. Okay. I think they the good is that they've brought um, positivity to remodeling and they've brought uh, brought excuse me um, these beautiful looks to like people like me and you that uh, just want to have our house look a certain way and you know what's in vogue now right the bad that they've done is the expectations that they have for their contractors for and the homeowners and all this stuff is they they say oh this is a five thousand dollar fix it's like no no it's not well, and granted they we tell you it's a fifty dollar fix yeah. for crying out loud yeah so i got a guy they, yes the, i've got a guy <laughs> but um as of late they've been um in the media for really bad stuff a lot of yeah. the flips and projects that they've done have not necessarily blown up in their face but water or plumbing issues electrical fire stuff yeah. like that yeah i got involved in a couple of those Did so here here in chicago so i forgot what neighborhood it was in um the people ended up buying the house okay the sellers were they were part of one of the hgtv programs and i'm not trying to bash on it oh. so they were on tv everything else you know the one i'm talking I about do that know was the a one big you're lawsuit. talking about that was huge yeah and i ended up getting involved as an expert witness on those things and it was just like i i was again that's when back. you know you've made it what that's when you know you've made it in the industry charlie when uh, you're like, they're like hey you're that's an not enjoyable no but you know but you know it really kinda... isn't but yeah no when somebody has when my reputation is strong enough that they're going to yeah. believe me over another contractor, yeah. and and these contractors were not licensed, everything was, you know, and that's one of the problems with the city of Chicago, and I love this great city, all right? But this whole non-permit, permit, rehab, cosmetic permit thing that they got where there's no inspections on it, it yeah. kills me. Yeah. It kills me. Yeah, the, we're just going to paint permit. everything else. Yeah, the window else. permit. That's the one that you always see now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're just getting the windows replaced. It's like, yeah. you move? And then there's the five editions going on all different yeah. directions, up, down, left, right. Yeah. And and it's like nobody's there to check on any of the work, and most of the work isn't always that good. Yeah. But yeah. look at the money I saved. Yeah. I. Give Sorry, I'm on a rant right no, now. opportunity cost. What do you give up? You give up quality for nobody to be in your business, I guess, right? But well, And again, that's my other beef is that the flipper goes in there, they do their work, they make mm-hmm. it pretty, they sell their house, slam the trunk, I'm gone. Yeah. They made their profit. We come in there for a lousy $500,000 or something like that to do our inspections, and then we're expected to be the warranty or guarantee. Or don't find too many things wrong with this house because I don't want the deal killed. Yeah. I had brokers tell me that and, and literally poke their chest at me or poke their fingers in my chest telling me that, that I'm not allowed to do stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to argue me. with you, but you're not going to influence me either. One question you know? I have for you, Charlie, is yeah. um, for new builds, right? So say say outside of Joey's appraisal and the inspections for your draws, would you recommend doing an, a final inspection on a new build, whether it be single family home or condo? Because this comes up where somebody's like, I'm already spending all of this money. Do I really yeah. have to spend another $800 to $1,000 to have you know somebody check the alarms, the sprinklers, the plumbing, the vents, all that? I, I recommend two. One at pre-drywall, let us come there, okay. and then the final inspection. Okay. And if we didn't find a long list, all right, then there wouldn't be a need for it. Okay. And if you're not going to do that, most builders will give a one-year warranty on their product. Yeah. At least let it somebody come through there and somebody qualify. Because not all home inspectors are the same. Not all real estate brokers, mortgage brokers 
are the same. That's one of the things I love about having the show is I get to pick the quality people that come on here and get to speak their way. And that's why Joey and Patrick are here. Um, and you know what? I didn't mention Patrick's name. So Patrick Loftus of Loftus Law, um, if you're going to hire an attorney, which I hope everybody does, hire one that focuses their attention on real estate law. Anybody can be, no, that's not true. You have to have a degree and everything else. And lawyers could pretty much legally do all types of law. But it's those nuances yeah. where experience comes into play. And that's where Patrick signs or shines. I misspoke again. Um, I lost my train of thought with you coming in there. Oh, the before and after. So at least, you know, you want to get yourself somebody that's on their game, that has a good reputation. They're able to prove company value where it comes through it. Because you, you know, you, that 11-month or one-year warranty, most builders, I find, communicate fairly well. Yeah. And if we can prove or give them the evidence that everything is there, then they're going to want to go ahead and fix it. Now, that's not always the case. Two weeks ago, we just had a person move into a spec home. Okay. This was when we had the real cold weather here in Chicago. Okay. They had frost growing on the inside of the drywall in the living spaces, all right? So both in the ceiling and on the walls, we had frost coming through to the inside. And the answer of the builder was, well, it was really cold outside, so it's okay. Yeah, Cody, thank you. <laughs> those of you that are listening on the radio, he's shaking your head, no, it isn't, you know? Yeah, eventually those yeah. stud lines you're going to see probably the next month or so from all the shadowing, that's about, yeah, it's, it, it's going to happen. I mean, it's... So we document everything. We show the proof of everything. And the builder just says, yeah, no, that's normal. That's okay. We don't have to do this. And we brought in another inspector, and he didn't find it. Well, of course, it went on a different day. And we may not have found it if we went on that day, too. All right? But the but it did happen. And it's kind of like, you know, me saying, well, the basement only leaks when it rains. <laughs> Still happening. We Still don't want happening. it to leak. Yeah. You know, we don't want water coming in. And even the attorney called me up for the client because this deal was going to go south, all right, because nobody's communicating. And I'm like, this is an easy fix, all right? All we got to do is get some foam insulation in those walls, all right? So whether it's missing or there's gaps, whatever it is, we got a draft, we got bypasses, we got humidity and temperature changes. That's what's causing the condensation, and that's bringing the frost in there. So all we got to do is fill it up with some low expansive foam, and we're not talking about a, a huge difference in what it takes to fix the problem. You know, we're, we're talking under $1,000 to make everybody happy and make it go away. I don't understand it. And I actually had to say to the attorney that, you know, why are you asking me how to litigate something like this or how to argue this? My job is to give you the evidence. I gave you the evidence. You got pictures, photos, you know, we got witnesses because the real estate broker saw it, my client broker, my client saw it, we saw it, and we documented everything. I don't know what more I could do for you. I can't force somebody else to do something, but I'm giving you a solution. I identified the problem. I gave you proof of it. You two chime in there, and I got to shut up and take some volume or something over <laughs> here because I'm all worked up over this thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've heard of stuff like that happening, right? But I, it, it's such a minute detail that, you know, any quality builder or anybody that has done a project or remodeled a home would have seen or noticed. I, I guess the fact that they are reluctant to fix it either means one of two things. They they don't believe you unless they were on site, which they should believe you if they were on they site. They were on site and they, their own people saw it. Okay. Then I guess it, it, it really is just lack of knowledge. I don't I don't really I don't even know how it, how it could even be that. It's it just seems care. Yeah. So, and a thousand dollars is a thousand dollars. I'll give you a thousand dollars. I'll go spray foam it right now for a thousand dollars. It's just it won't be that much. I assure you that. <sighs> it's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous, but it happens. What do you do with stuff like that, Joey? Well, let's say that you know you're doing a, a final thing, and I come in there and I say these things are bad. Well, you don't even get wind of that, do you? Do we lose Joey? Sorry, no, no. I, uh, I I thought I was muted. I thought I was muted, so when I went to answer, I muted myself on answer. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> good times. Yeah. We're having a party. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, I typically don't get wind of it until 
until someone decides to tell me and then and then uh and and then we have to fix things right um but usually that gets handled outside of my purview you know and i've had times where you know and i'm glad that i have so many good relationships with building code inspectors all right they are the authority having jurisdiction and a lot of people don't understand that you know when you're a builder you want to do good quality work you want to make it easy when the building inspector comes to your property to do the inspection you want them in and you want them out and if there is something wrong you want to assure them that you will take care of it because once you build that relationship of trust then it goes a long long way with leniency but if they tell you to fix something you better damn well fix it you know we ended up having a house where an outlet was missing in a room and you know it's like this is unusual yeah that wall it's too far apart we know the codes you're supposed to have an outlet there and the response from that builder was well the building inspector said it was okay all right I, that's one of the ones i hate the most all right what they did was not catch it that's yeah, all they're that's human beings was. too right and it turned out that the outlet was there it was buried behind the drywall the drywall guys covered it over absolutely <laughs> so all they had to do was cut it out it was it was sure. a harmless thing but I had to make a phone call to my friend who was the code authority for my client in that jurisdiction. And he called me back and, he, you know, the code inspector apologized to me. I'm like, don't do that. And his name was Corey. Oh, All right. He's one of my go. closest friends. <laughs> and he apologized to me. I'm sorry we missed it. You know, that was my bad. I'm like, dude, I love you. You don't have to say you're sorry to me. Yeah. You know, he goes, well, I just want you to know he blew his relationship with us. Sure. He should have, when you pointed that out to him and he said it, he knows better. You know, he should have just opened it up. And that's all it was. Yeah. You know, and there were a couple of other issues as well. And it ended up where, you know, sometimes there's personal problems where business partners are splitting up. Yeah. And that creates some difficulty to get things done. And that's what this was. Yeah. Good for you for addressing that. I don't I don't know that everybody would have done the the upstanding thing in that situation and called them out on that. There's more to it than just okay. that. I All don't right. drop a dime. You know, I don't wanna Yeah. You know, right, back in you. high school when we walked into the bathrooms, we always had to yell out, It's cool, it's cool <laughs> You know, because you didn't want the narcs walking in there to catch you smoking in the bathroom, right? Sure. So, you know, we we had to say that. I don't wanna be that guy. But you know, it was part of the Zoom calls that we do afterwards. I was talking with them and I build a relationship with our clients. Yeah. All right, Cody Cody, you know this. We're not in the home selling business. We are in the relationship building business. Yeah. And you build that off through trust. And I built that trust with my clients. And we had dialogues. And I gave them the ammunition and everything else to try and convince them to do things. But then all of a sudden, it comes back to where the builder doesn't want to do it. I'm like, well, you know, it's your choice. And I asked my client this. I do have a friend. I'm not going to ask them to do anything immoral. But I'm going to make them aware of this situation, and they will. They have the authority. He will defend you. Do you want me to do it? They said, yes. We were at a loss for anything else, and he did. So, yeah. Good for you. I, I understand your point. I appreciate that. But I'll, I'll, st I'll stand true. You did the right thing. I think so, too. Yeah. You know, but I, but I followed my client's guide. Yeah. And I didn't do anything without their permission. Yeah. And actually, by law, I can't. All right. Yeah, they, you may not know this, but home inspectors can't share uh, details with anybody else without our client's permission. Did know that, yeah. I have yeah. to sign a consent form if I'm logging in on my client's behalf for an inspection usually. Yeah, so I, I get it. Yeah, it comes in there. So let's go back more to the money stuff, like, you know, because, man almighty, I'm all worked up here right now. I got so much <laughs> adrenaline flowing through me. Stuff like that just upsets me. I do not like it when someone takes advantage of other people. Yeah. And but but I want to get more to, you know, how does all this stuff work? So how does it work for you, for example, Cody? You're building this new house. You know, when do you start getting paid? When do you want money from your clients? Yeah. So um, this I'll, I'll actually defer the question to Joey. Right. So uh, the company that I represent, uh, Mahogany Builders, thirty eight twenty three <laughs> North Southport. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, we typically only take on bigger projects when we're going to be doing draws. The reason for it. Um, typically get a couple draws a project. If it's something smaller where we're doing an addition or uh, building out, a, excavating a basement for a livable space, whatever it might be, um, we like cash on those, but 
would definitely love dealing with people like Joey that are going to help us get the financing in order. So how do we get paid? Um, when you write the check, I guess. So on the draw system, we pay. Uh, it's a relationship with our contractors or subs. Saying, Is there money up front? Usually, we'll have to do a deposit with them. And what uh, sort of percentage is that? Uh, it depends on the vendor. So cabinet vendors, it's usually 50%. Okay. If, I hear that with flooring guys, too. Yeah, yeah. Flooring is really weird. The cost has varied so much since COVID. Um, White Oak right now. It's hot. It's hot in the streets. People love it. <laughs> um, so uh, flooring, yes. Cabinets, yes. Tile, obviously, we just need to place the order. But it depends on each vendor, actually. So uh, framers usually want you know anywhere between 10 and 25% up front just because they're going to be boots on the ground. Um, roofers, they usually just want it all at the time. So, Yeah, but you still have to, I don't know, I, I'm a believer. That's one thing I liked about the 203Ks that hold back, that 10%. Everybody's got to have some skin in the game. Yeah. And you I know, think, you got to have something to lose. I think the big thing, right, is, you know, we've been doing this for 23 years. Um, most people don't do it for that long. They get to the point where they either get burned out. The industry's tough. Contractors are, it is tough. are hard to find. It's hard work. Yeah. And, you know, I take pride in this. I pay all of my people very well. Um, with that being said, they all get paid on time. There's, you know, if I have to take money out of our bank account or our GM has to siphon money from our own profits to pay them, if there's a delay in the draw, I'd never want the, there to be any question about somebody getting paid. So, and and your expectations are high. You know, you set them high. Joey, I know, sets them high. Yeah. All right. Patrick sets them high. I set them high. You know, one of the things I like about Joey, and I'm sorry if I'm going to embarrass you, Joe, but nothing embarrasses me. He, unless things have changed, I'm going to go out and say you still have not had one a denial, a denial for a mortgage, ever. You know, based on doing the due diligence ahead of time. In other words, when you give, what is it, pre-approval or what's the other word? Uh, pre-guarantee, no big deal. <laughs> no, no uh, big deal. Pre-approval that versus pre-qualifications. Slogan. Qualification yeah, is what I, I was I, looking I, for. I, at the end of the day, and I know you guys agree with me, we th- these are people's lives in our hands. Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a basic necessity for life. If, yes. if you're not taking it as seriously as, as, as you should be, just get the hell out of my way. Like, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, uh, this things that we have to see, and I hate it. Joey, I will clients. say this. Not everybody in the lending community feels that way. No, um, there's a lot of lazy lenders. Yeah. He uses that term. There's a lot of lazy real lazy estate lenders. brokers. You oh, know, yeah. there's a lot of lazy home inspectors, lazy attorneys. That, that's where reputation yeah. matters. You know, and that's the one thing that I've been. And how do you build that reputation? You know, we were kind of having a discussion like that earlier, Joey. How do I get my the information that my reputation is solid that I actually can prove that I do a good job for people? And I'm asking both of you the same question. How do you do that in 30 seconds to somebody who doesn't know you? You go first, Joey. You go first. Yeah, (laughs) I'm. I'm blunt like I just I that's uh, it's something that you either love or hate about me, but I'm blunt. I um, I I don't like to say I stroke myself, but I've never had a denial. I mean, if if I if if I pre approve you, you're going to close at the end of the day. That's that's is that what matters the most? Yeah. Are you going to shop me on rate to freaking Schmetterin's poo poo nighted and and not close? I mean, what what, what's the difference in an eighth on rate if you don't close? Yeah. You're, Absolutely, you're, you're, you're having but, a house is a big difference. Well, that's true. Yeah. But it's also the emotional roller coaster that you're sending somebody through, and yeah. it's 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 dramatic. It's it's catastrophic if somebody thinks they're going to get a house, they go through all this stuff, they spend all this money, only to find out that somebody didn't cross a T or dot an I, and now the loan doesn't go through and this deal gets killed. It's 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 heartbreaking for the home buyer, but everybody else involved too. Am I a thousand, a thousand percent? No, because there's a seller on the line. I mean, at the end of the day, like Cody and I were 100 percent commission only. Like I have no incentive to not close your loan. Right. There's zero incentive behind that. The fact that people actually get denials boggles my mind. Like what, you can't just throw poo poo at a wall. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm looking at Devin to see if poo poo is a bad word. He's giving me the OK. It's all <laughs> thumbs up. So how about you, Cody? Give me your 30 second. Why choose you? Yeah, I so I've, I've been in the industry for eight years in total, seven years coming up on seven years in Chicago. Um, 
you know, I think realtors as a whole over the next two to three years while licensing changes and compensation changes. The NAR lawsuit, too. The NAR lawsuit is what I'm alluding to, which yeah. is, you know, buyers may in the future have to compensate us. And, you know, what will I say? You know, is it long overdue? I don't know. But what I will say is the value that I'm bringing to you is probably not going to be the warm and fuzzies. Charlie and I were talking about this uh, a little bit ago, but the way that I typically go through my showings is I'm going to point out everything that's wrong with the house. I'm not saying it in a disparaging manner, but what I'm trying to do is, is give you all of the bad so that when you sit down after I'm there, I know I'm a biased person because I'm getting paid out of this, but really what I'm doing is I'm trying to give you every reason not to buy the house. And I know that sounds pessimistic. But I would rather you have all of the knowledge up front from a professional and say, like, Cody, I appreciate this. You pointed this out. We'll get that taken care of later. We still want this. I have hard arguments with real estate brokers that do just the opposite. This is the greatest house ever. This is, you know, this was an electrician. You won't find anything wrong here. I can't believe how beautiful all this stuff is. You're building it up. It's got nowhere to go but down. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Then I come in there and we give them 70 items wrong with the house. Guess who the bad guy is? It's me. When you do that, you're setting those expectations. Yeah. And that is the key to success in real estate is not only meet the expectations, but you got to exceed them. Yeah. All right. If you don't meet those expectations and you got to, first of all, figure out what the client thinks those expectations are. All right. If you don't meet those expectations that exceed those expectations, you're a fail. I think All the right. biggest thing is like when I when I take on a buyer client or a listing, it's pretty much the same process. But expectations is the biggest word you'll probably take away from this conversation, which is I sit down with all my clients and say for an hour, sometimes two hours and set, here's step one, here's step six. How do we get from here to you actually getting your keys? And the expectations are set. I find that anybody that sits down and takes that that hour to two hours for coffee, lunch, whatever it is to talk about you know, what actually all of this entails, because you're going to get hit in the face really, really hard. Multiple times. Multiple times. You're going to yeah. you're going to have highs and lows and you're going to think, hey, we bought a house. And then two weeks later, you're going to think, like, I guess I'm still going to rent for another six years. But having having a set expectation on the checkpoints to get to homeownership is the biggest thing. And, you know, there's so many realtors that just fly by the seat of their pants. And, you know, if that's how you like to live life, kudos to you. It's not. But that's why so many fail. Yeah. And you know, like you were saying, what percentage of inspectors don't make it past the first two years? 80%. Yeah. Same with real estate brokers. Yeah. It happens. All right. Joey, I, I know I've asked you this before, but my elderly <laughs> brain doesn't necessarily remember everything. What is the lifespan of a, a loan originator? If you make it past two years, then you know, kudos to you. You you may have you may have the long haul in you. If you made it through twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, you're probably gone already. Amazing. Hmm. All right, Joey, we are running out of time. Can you give us contact information, please? Yes, sir. So Joey Matthews, you can call or text me at six three zero two three five two four zero five. Find me at the VA Find me across all social media as at the VA Lone Nerd. And I can't encourage you enough. Joey's been pumping out video after video after video. And um, these things are just educational like there's no tomorrow. And I know the ones that I'm like, yeah, I got to share those right away. Uh, Cody, please, your contact info. Yeah. Ship homes on social media and then uh, phone 312-450-0665. And my name is Charlie Balfontaine. I want to give special thank you to Devin Tingle. He... <laughs> There it is. He's our producer. Makes everything sound so good. Our phone number is 312-544-9180. Repeating, 312-544-9180. Our website is thehomeinspectors.com. Special thank you again to WCPT for letting me air my grievances. This is Charlie, and I am out. <laughs>